Do you struggle with infertility or know someone who does? Today we're talking about how to deal with the emotional and mental triggers of infertility and being childless not by choice. Dr. Natasha Hebel shares her infertility journey and how she tried to fill the void. She says our wounds are our wisdom. So please stick around and enjoy the show. Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Tea. I'm your host, Tanya Tyler, and I'm excited because we're going to be talking about wounds of your, as your wisdom. And I have Miss Natasha, uh, I'm going to let you pronounce your last name because I've been messing up last names and I don't want to mess it up because it's such a beautiful name. So Miss Natasha, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. And so here's my last name. It's tricky. It's uh, so my full name is Natasha Hebel Fernando. And actually the Hebel is a German name, but the way it's spelled is a little bit different. So even in Germany, they would mispronounce my name. So you're totally okay. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say I I honor people's names and I did. If I know I'm going to mess it up because I didn't ask you ahead of time how to pronounce it. So I was like, oh my God. So please forgive me. (laughs) Please forgive me. (laughs) needed. <laughs> so thank you for coming on and we're going to talk about um you know your wounds as your wisdom as your uh, as your insight and stuff like that but before we really dive into your story and stuff like that can you let us know who are you what are you about and how are you dealing with this whole COVID-19 thing oh well that's a great question <laughs> so actually my background is I'm I did scientific research way back when and I I was probably one of the first uh, thousands of people who worked on a PCR, which is now being used for the COVID tests, actually. So I did molecular biology way back when for some genetic testing. But really, my background is I morphed into somebody who went over to the dark side under quotation marks because I became an acupuncturist and holistic uh, medicine practitioner. And so that's what, what I do nowadays. I do have a small acupuncture clinic in Mesa, Arizona, where I live called Red Mountain Acupuncture. And then I work with clients um, worldwide. I do online health coaching. And what I do in particular is I work um, with women that uh, are coping with the consequences of being childless, not by choice. And I kind of work through the same principles with everyone that um, we really have to kind of dig deep and find our own inner truth and being able to listen to our own inner compass, which sometimes is not easy because things can get so muddled and confused with different trauma. And the trauma brings me to COVID. It's just a real traumatic event, I think, for so many of us. And, um, you know, for me, in particular, just, just from my own perspective, uh, here in Arizona, actually one of the first um, people that did die from COVID was somebody that I used to work with more than 10 years ago. So that was a real shock to me. And it was somebody that was younger than me in their late 40s. And so it's it's real, you know, and I see so many people that um, don't really agree with that. And there's so much... Um, I don't know if it's confusion or just different narratives, even within some of my, um, you know, healthcare 
communities. And so for me, I just err on the side of caution. And um, what I would like to say is just that really it gives us more insight into how important it is that we take control of our own health in the sense that, you know, we can only do as much as we can do, which is eat, you know, as healthy as we can, you know, like 90% of the time, try to eat something that, you know, is good for your body, stay away from, you know, the usual processed food and sugars, exercise, get sunlight, you know, sleep, relax, and, um, you know, try to live in kind of harmony with the world that's around you within yourself, and, you know, wash your hands a lot, <laughs> and wear the mask. And, uh, but what I want to say is for COVID, for me personally, what has been the hardest thing, um, you know, I had to close my clinic for uh, about eight, six or eight weeks in Arizona because it wasn't sure if acupuncture was considered essential or not. Well, we are. And so I started to see patients again. But the problem that I have a lot is I cannot see people's faces and they cannot see mine. I think it's really unfortunate that with masks, you cannot see the facial expressions. You can see, you can't see the smile that people have. And I think there's just so much connection that's being lost. And that is truly traumatic for us I, as a human species, I think, because we are social beings and we rely on these nonverbal cues when we, when we are together, you know, and so, Zoom has been kind of a lifesaver, I'm sure, for so many people, but it's still just not the same. So it's it's a really um, tricky situation, I would say, for every everything and everyone. Right, right, right. You you make a valid point because, like you said, it's like you you want you want to have that connection. So I, I I applaud you because, like I said, Zoom has been a life source for me and and, and how I can stay connected. So that's a great source. So and, and I like you know, we touched a little bit about your story. It's like, I mean, and I know this had to come to a deep uh, insight, uh, you know, an inner spirit for you to get to the, to the level that you're at. So would you like to like share a little bit of how your story came about and how you felt like you, this was time to share it? Yes. Yes, of course. And I have to say that your wounds are your wisdom. It's actually Oprah said that. So I'm just, <laughs> I have to give her credits for that, but it's just so true. You know, and so my story really is that, um, you know, I, I was really kind of like in the Western medicine world, I believe like everything was um, just the body was kind of working like a machine, you know, something spoken, you fix it and you, you know, you take pharmaceuticals to, um, to elicit a certain physiological response in the body, which is needed. You know, it is neat. I'm not saying that's not important, but I kind of didn't realize how much our mind and spirit actually have a play in, in our lives and our health in particular. So my story is that, um, you know, once I got married, um, I was still in my late 20s and we wanted to get pregnant right away and it didn't happen. And then I, I decided, well, I'll try acupuncture, which was like, super out of my comfort zone okay I was absolutely terrified <laughs> of needles and this is like way too woo woo I'm like oh my gosh but somehow I heard about okay it helps with fertility so I go and see this acupuncturist the woman um she was probably in her 
you know, thirties or something. And, you know, everything was just so strange about her. Like the things she was telling me, like, you know, dairy, you know, you might be sensitive to, to dairy and, you know, the sugar thing. I'm like, I don't know what she's talking about, you know, whatever. It just didn't really, you know, it just didn't really make sense to me. But so finally, once I experienced the acupuncture, she's like, wow, I just feel really good afterwards. I was like really amazed. I'm like, there's something going on when you experience like holistic therapies of that kind, you kind of feel that energy moving, right? That chi, that kind of thing that you can't really study in anatomy class because only living beings have it. And so, okay, so we didn't get pregnant and uh, I just, you know, I got a, another job. I couldn't go there anymore. So I really was always kind of focused on career and kind of like success in those terms, right? To kind of rise up through the to the ranks and um I did experience from time to time real sadness because you know I there was nobody I could talk about not having children you know everybody around me was getting pregnant and birthday parties and different things and it was very difficult I would get really emotional really sad and I would even say you know depressed but I was like well you know how can that really be because you know I mean it's just it just hasn't happened yet, whatever, like every month I was kind of hoping and my husband's like, you know, count your blessings, blah, blah, blah. Again, nobody else to talk to. And I just, um, and I always only realized that really like decades later, I just got really into work. I got into running and all these half marathons and even one marathon and just doing all these things. And while I was doing that, I was just like really kind of burning out. And I said, okay, so it was in my mood, early 40s, I said, you know, what am I really doing with my life? What am I working for? You know, what's my legacy? And again, you know, this childlessness kind of came up. Um, you know, it's like, what, what is my purpose in this world? So I really kind of had a major midlife crisis. And I said, you know what, I'm going to go to medical school. And then I, you know, looked into the MCATs, but I was like, I want to do something a little bit different, because I had understood by that point that Western medicines were very valid for you know, trauma and certain things, it's really good. But I understood that like Eastern medicine, like acupuncture, there was something really fascinating to it. And I also had experienced homeopathy. So I was looking into what can I do? And so the Phoenix Institute of Herbal Medicine and Acupuncture came up. It was in here in, in the region. I said, okay, I'm just, I went there. I said, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I told my husband, I got it all figured out, got, worked out the numbers. I can do this. I'm going to become an acupuncturist. <laughs> I went to school and I, you know, I just went to it in like record time because I was super motivated and I got credits for, you know, what I had done with my previous degree. And so I just finished record time, you know, valedictorian, opened my clinic, busy within a few months. And I just like really like took off and it was great. And then, <laughs> and you probably guessed what happened next. I just totally burnt out. I mean, I was just like, there was just nothing left. Okay. And it was, it was really tough because I invested in a, a pretty big clinic. And I mean, it was just horrible. And I couldn't really, like, I was like so ashamed and guilty, like talking about us, like, I can't do this anymore. And so anyway, after um like really feeling bad about it because it was like this was like my dream to really have like this successful big clinic but I was just empty inside like there was like nothing more I could give so what I did is I actually sold the space and I went on kind of like a halfway sabbatical I really contracted just saw my regular patients a few days a week and 
Uh, and I was really like working on it's like, what is going on? What are these like self-sabotaging patterns that I discover in myself? And why am I like such an overachiever to the point of like working myself to death, basically? And I, you know, and then I had this epiphany. I'm like, I don't know, somebody talked about soul story. And I'm like, what is that one event that really like, um, you know, had a big impact on your life. And it really was that one visit we had to a reproductive endocrinologist where we found out some, not really issues, but some problems with our ability to have children. And I remember at the time, like everything just changed for me because all of a sudden our journey towards becoming parents became this kind of, I don't want to say sure, but it just, all of a sudden it became like tainted. And I felt like there was like, the Natasha before all this happened was like a confident person looking forward to the future. And then there was this event that's happened. And then, you know, every month having this disappointment, you know, every month, like maybe I'm like a few days late and I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe like a miracle. until like, I was like almost 50, I was really still hoping. And I never really had like accept that and kind of, you know what, this is just what it is. And it's okay, you know, and so I really had to work through that. And I had to process the grief. And I was I had so much grief and sadness. So I really worked through that. And I did most of it, you know, alone, because I worked through the process that I worked with uh, other people, like for burnout or other things, because I had realized you had to come to an understanding how your life really is, as not just like a person, just like, in a mechanical terms, like this is just a person with, you know, organs that are working, but as a soul that also has a mind and a spirit. And so once you have this understanding, you accept, okay, this is where I'm at. So how can I move forward? Right. What can I do next? And then look at creative ways of, of finding an expression of yourself and not just at like, not just on a quotation, like procreation, right. Not just as having children, but actually leaving a legacy. That's something different than you know leaving your own dna in this world basically with your children and then move to that alignment where you can really find your voice talk about it and be your own best advocate to get to a place where you can really feel empowered and expand into kind of like a fearless future that's what i call it when i talk to my clients like you find your fearless future and so i really had to work through those steps and uh, and that's why i'm sharing my story because I know that especially women that are a little bit older that um, maybe in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s and beyond, I know that all of us still have these trigger moments when we're like, oh my gosh, we, we just don't have children, we'll never have grandchildren, you know, and it just hits you some, from time to time and that is normal, but you can work through it. And if you're younger, you really, you can work through it and you can find you know, a purpose in life that's so much bigger than you ever thought was possible. So I really want to uh, give that message of hope to to everyone that kind of knows deep in their heart what I'm talking about. Well, I, lo I love how you touch it. And I, I want to take a moment here, really say if you're enjoying what N Natasha's putting down, and you're really enjoying that, that the, what she's really sharing, you can um, relate to it, please consider hitting that like button. And, and if you have any questions and comments, please put them in there so we can have her maybe answer some or you can connect sure. with her for more stuff. But really what I wanna, I, I think we sort of like touched over it a little bit, but you you had an emptiness, you felt like there was an emptiness 
there and you filled it with other things but the other things weren't just filling it like your your job and all that stuff so exactly so you had to have that pause moment to really actually figure out and ask yourself what is it that's that's missing is that is that what i'm hearing that you had yes exactly i was like filling I, I was filling my inner void that I didn't even realize it was an inner void, but it was this kind of quest for always something more and always something that comes in from the outside, right? I had to start, like you said, push the pause button and really look deep inside. What is it? You know, what, what is going on deep inside of me? And that's when I discovered, oh my gosh, I have this deep sense of lost, lost opportunities in that sense, and grief, really grieving for what had never been. And yeah, it's like this invisible grief, you know, it's also called invisible grief for some of the advocates that work in the childless not by choice world. And it's, it's really this invisible grief, because there's really, how do you explain that to somebody, you know, I couldn't talk with my mom about it, because she had me, right. And I really didn't know anybody, because most women either did get pregnant or it was just by choice, you know, I'm just child free, you know, I'm okay with it, you know, it's, and, and maybe some people don't find it as difficult to get over it, but I know that there are so many women that really, you know, for them, that was like a a dream when they were already little kids, you know, they wanted to have this family and, and, and it's not uh, as easy as like just adopt or try it or whatever. It's really, it goes really deep to the core of who you are as a human being. Because I think once we are in this world and for example, as a woman, like it, it, it's just natural to, to have the ability to become a mother, you know, it's then a choice. Do you want to be it or not? But it, it's like, it's kind of like, I mean, that's, that's kind of part of who we are. Right. And so whether if it's by infertility or, medical uh, interventions or something that you can or you don't find the right partner but there is this inner longing and if you keep on you know tucking it away in a neat little box inside your body somewhere it will surface as something later on be it you know the burnout syndrome or I don't know fibromyalgia or whatever it is you know it's just so important to be able to stand within like your inner that's why I called it the sanctuary. It's like your golden sanctuary, like within yourself and find that inner light and let it shine, you know, and acknowledge, okay, I had these expectations. Okay. They're not happening. I mean, life happens, fate happens, your destiny, but, you know, trust that inner light that you find something that make, really makes it shine bright in this world. Right. Right. And I, I know, like, so you touched on that. You want to leave the hope with everybody, but I wanted to uh, also touch, cause you, you have a lot of golden nuggets and I think we're just like on the tip of the iceberg on some things. So yeah. my question, and I think we might not even have enough time to really dive into yes. it. Like, how do you deal with the society of putting it on women to, to actually, you know, where's my grandchild? Cause I fall into that with my, my, my children as well. So it's like, we can go deeper into that. Cause I really like to really, see if we can hone into that message a little bit more but right now I I would love to have you come back if you would you be willing to come back oh I would love to yes I mean definitely this is just kind of like a a big overview a big mountain of stuff and uh yes I would definitely love to be a guest again well thank you because really I'm down to like a minute and some change and I really want to dive so much more into more (laughs) 
Well, I want to know really before we, we close up, where can people find more information about you, your services and what you do? Well, uh, the Golden Sanctuary, that's my website. The Golden Sanctuary, that's the one that's specifically for uh, childless women. And uh, there you can find access to a private Facebook group that I have. It's a free support group. It's called Beyond Infertility and Unintended Childlessness. So if you go on Facebook, you can find it there. And I do have a, a another uh, website. It's a little bit more general where I talk about my coaching services in general, and that's natashahebel.com. And so it's just my name, which is spelled a little bit different. So it's just N-A-T-A-S-C-H-A-H-E-B-E-L-L.com. Thank and you. that's the best way to find me. Yes. And also on Instagram or Facebook, just with those uh, handles. Yeah. Again, you have a wealth of knowledge. And I think we, like I said, we're, we, we're just tipping the iceberg. So I would love to yes. have you come back. And so since you've come back, we're going to schedule that. And I also want to remind everybody who tune in, all the links to Natasha's sites will be posted in the comments so you can follow up with her. And remember, feedback is always welcome. Email us if you have any guests or show ideas. Links, again, will be posted in the comments. So please make sure you check out those comments. There's a lot of juicy nuggets down there. And thank you for watching. And if you enjoyed this video, remember, give us a thumbs up. Let us know. Put some comments down there and below. <laughs> <laughs> and also, if you're enjoying all the insight that Natasha is sharing and all those who are coming on, please hit that subscribe button over there. And remember, take things in stride, go with the flow, and create your own path. And we'll see you back here on another episode of Coffee with Tea. All right, bye-bye. Hi, everyone. This is Tanya again, popping in to say thank you for listening to today's show. Coffee with Tea interviews are always free. And if you're enjoying the wisdom and insights that are being shared, please stay and grow with us and show your financial support. You can buy us coffee or become a monthly supporter. Links are posted in the description box. And again, I wanted to personally say thank you for tuning in.